0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dear brothers and sisters, as you're well aware, this is our second Sunday of Lent. We all know that the Feast of the Transfiguration is on the 6th of August every year. We celebrate that moment in which Jesus, as we just heard, goes up on the mountain and is transfigured in his human body so that the disciples can see in his humanity his divinity, the unity of one God, true God, and true man. And yet every second Sunday of Lent every year, we hear this same reading, the Transfiguration. And I think it's so that we can look to ourselves and say that the Lord really wants to do in us what he's showing in himself. He wants us to be transfigured, to transform ourselves from our sinful fallen human nature into a share of his divine Nature. You know, Jesus isn't transfigured as, as the Word, the eternal Word. No, he's transfigured as the incarnate Word. In other words, it's his human nature that is showing forth the divinity of God. When the disciples look upon him and they see him in his glory, they're seeing this man, Jesus, true man and true God. And thus, in the transfiguration, we should see a reflection of ourselves, of what we should be, because we've been created in the image of God, and he wants to transform us from our fallen human nature into a share of his divine life. This is what God longs for you to have. I mean, that's why Peter, when he looks upon him, he says, Lord, let me make three tents. In other words, let's stay here. Let's stay in this moment. Let's not go away from here. Back to the pains and sufferings of our ordinary life. But let's let's let this be our permanent residence now. The words of the Father are words that probably should echo in our hearts. This is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. How much our lives would be better if we would only do just that? How often do we make mistakes because we don't do just that? This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Whenever any of us have fallen, sinned, it's because we weren't listening to him. Whenever we've chosen a path that wasn't the one that God wanted for us, so we knew that we should have taken, but we didn't, it's because we're not listening it seems so easy and yet it's so hard for our human nature fallen as it is in its desires and its own selfishness to actually pay attention to what the Lord is asking of us and to find in it the true path of our salvation the true joy and the true peace that we long for because we listen to so many other voices so many other things so much technology so much social media So many things that are out there that can confuse our hearts and our minds from the truth. So many things that aren't bad and of themselves, but can be used very often for bad because of our fallen human nature. And we're so crowded in our heads and in our minds and in our world with so many things and ideologies and, sorry for the word, but so many stupidities sometimes, that we can't hear and we don't listen to him. The world would be a much better place if each one of us would stop, quiet our hearts and our souls, and allow the Lord to speak in such a way that we actually listen to his word and thus seek to answer and respond to it in our own lives. And I say that for myself as much as I say it for you. None of us can or should think that we're above it. No, we all need to stop. We all need to listen. And we all need to respond to the voice of God in our hearts. And that's not always easy. It demands of us exactly a transformation. These readings today speak of transformation. Abraham, who was in that time called Abram, who later will be called by God Abraham because he transforms him, he calls him to go forth from his land and his kinsfolk from his father's house to a land that the Lord will show him. He has to go from where he is to where he needs to be. He needs to change things in his life to get here. He has to go forth from here. Leave that behind and get to this point. It's the invitation of the Lord. And the Lord says, I will, if you do this, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. Your name will be great. I'll bless you and bless you and those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And what did Abraham do? Abram went forth. He left behind what he was, who he was, where he was, how he was, in order to become what the Lord wanted him to be. He listened and did. St. Paul to Timothy in the New Testament gives us a hint of what that means. Jesus is the one who saves us. He gives us new life. He says here, he saved us and called us to be holy, not by our works, but by his own design. The grace has been stowed on us in Christ Jesus before time began and made manifest through his Savior, our Savior, Jesus Christ. He destroyed death, brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We have received a gift from God in his son to transform us from our former way of life into a participation of his divine life. That's what St. Paul's saying. It's a gift. You can't white-knuckle your way in. You can't do it on your own. You'd never make it without him. He's the one who gives the gift to you of your salvation. So be grateful. But you do have to respond and walk the walk in this transformation. That's why the first phrase here should not be left out. Beloved, bear your share... Of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Now oftentimes we'd like the cross just to be pushed away, and just let's have the finished product. We don't want to go through the hardship and the cross and the difficulties that a transformation demands of us, because to be transformed into Christ, we need to die to ourselves. our own pride. Our own selfishness, our own lustfulness, our own desires for power or fame or recognition or whatever it might be. A pat on the back from grandma or from the neighbor down the street, whatever that we often look for to be fulfilled as human beings. He says, Bear your share of the hardship. Take up your cross and follow Him. Be willing to go through the transformation of dying to yourself in order to live in Christ. This is the message of the gospel. This is our Lenten journey. Don't at the beginning of the Lent, did you all decide to offer something up? Hopefully, as a, as a personal offering to the Lord of Lord, I want to be a better person, so this thing that's not sinful, whatever it might be, I'm going to offer it up during these days. Why? Just to say, oh, I did it. No, to transform myself more into you to strive to be more like you, to say no to myself and yes to you, to die in order to live. That's the reason of Lenten sacrifice. It's not just I need to lose 40 pounds. No. I'm going to give up sweets and candy. No. No, it's I'm going to transform myself, and I'm going to do so by making a conscious, deliberate act that makes me realize I need to die to me in order to live in him transformation, transfiguration is what God wants because the humanity Christ is our head and we are his body. And so as the head is in the glory of the Father, he wants the body to be in the glory of the Father. And thus he wants us to be transfigured with him, transformed, converted, changed. And this is our journey. This is our Lenten journey. This is our lifelong journey. It would be great if it was done in 40 days. And the first 40, (laughs) when we're two, or one. But no, we have to go through 40, 400,000 times to get there. It's a lifelong journey of transformation. And we should never throw in the towel. We should never give up. We should never say, man, I blew it. I know I've blown it so many times. Oftentimes you can think, God, are you gonna have mercy on me or not? I hope so because I'm not gonna make it if you don't. It's a great Psalm right there. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. I need you, I can't make it without you. This transformation, I'm gonna do my part, I try to do my part, I'm gonna fail so many times, give me your mercy so that I can go forward. Give me your grace so that I can make it to the end. Forgive me my sins, my failings, and forgive one another. Oftentimes as members of the body we need to forgive each other our sins and failings more often instead of holding it against each other and then all the things we do as humans. Jesus takes them up, is transfigured to show them what he wants them to become as a part of his body and the father when they say okay let's do it our way now Peter wants to stay there he says no, no, no. You got to get through the cross with my son first. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. So whatever voice is in your head right now that's not him, tell it to shut up. Excuse me. You don't want that voice. Whether it's the devil's, the world's, your own selfishness, your own inclination to do what you want rather than what he wants, which we all have, ticking away in there constantly. Say, quiet yourself. I need to hear the voice of the Lord. I need to listen to Him so that I can do what He's asking of me as His son, His daughter, as a member of His body, the body of Christ. This is the only way I can truly make the step of transformation if I die to myself and live in Him, if I listen to Him and quiet myself. Let His voice resound in what I think, in what I say in what I do, in who I am, in everything. In the measure that we can do this, we will fulfill this desire of the Father to listen to his Son in order to become one with him. It's just God to give us that grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.